Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Church, I want to praise God for His goodness. What a wonderful time that we could worship God together. In His presence, there is such fullness of joy. And there are pleasures forevermore. There is such a great pleasure as we worship God together in the beauty of His holiness. Worship does not come only in good times. Praise and worship, the Bible says, comes at all times. Whether you're going through a good season or whether you're going through a difficult season, the Bible says the goodness of God remains the same. He is good and everything God does is good. Because God is a good God and He cannot do something that is not from His nature. As our Father, we go to Him and choose to worship Him. Not because we feel like worshipping Him, not because we feel like praising Him or all the circumstances are good. We choose to worship Him because He is worthy of our worship. Of late, you know, it's been coming on my heart that the Spirit of God has been putting it on my heart that uh, there are, you know, difficult times that many, many people will go through in the coming years. Some will be difficult, some will be easy, but is there a way that you know what to do when your faith is under fire? This morning, I want to talk about this message called your faith under fire. In the Bible, faith is defined in Hebrews 11 and verse 1 as the substance of things that are hoped for. And it is the evidence, the proof of the things that we have not seen. There are things God may have promised to us. Is there a proof that God has given? Yes, the proof or the token advance or the written will and deed that God has given to us, a proof of things that are yet to come is what the Bible calls our faith. Through our faith, the Bible says we overcome. There's so much written in the Bible about our faith. Because God wants our faith to be an overcoming faith. The book of Revelation says, in the last days, he who overcomes, I will give the right. You know, he gives so many promises in the Bible to the overcomers. God is calling you and me to be an overcomer. And I believe that is the anointing of God in your life and my life. No matter what circumstance we go through, there is an anointing to overcome. So what really is faith? Faith in its simplest words is the evidence of things not seen. It is the substance of things hoped for, which means it is a it is a physical reality. It is a present day reality of what God is going to do in the coming days. And that is faith. Many times people believe faith is only for possessing things from God because I prayed I got this because I prayed I got that. But when you look at the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, we see both people possessing things through faith. But there's another kind of faith where people were also willing to give up their life because of their faith. Some were put in prison. Some went through fires and difficult circumstances and seasons. Your faith isn't only something through which you possess things from God. Your faith truly is what makes you live like Jesus, for Jesus, until Jesus returns to take you home. That's what faith is. Faith is the most amazing thing you can possess. 
Remember a few weeks ago, I talked about giant killing and I said in that faith, if someone were to give you a thousand kilograms of gold or to give you faith, I'd take faith because through faith, I can do all things. All through the Bible, the Bible is replete with people that had faith under fire. You look in the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, there was so much testing of faith. Hebrews 11, 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many of you want to please God? Don't you? I want to please God. I really long to please God. I want to hear from God. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Come into your rest. I want to hear from God. And it is my prayer that you also will hear from God at the end of your life. When you go home, you will hear from Jesus. Well done, my good and faithful servant. If that is the case, it is impossible to please God without the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are going to show you about things that are going to come. You see, in Hebrews in chapter 11, if you look through all the great men and women of faith, you see that every one of them had a fire. Abraham had the testing of his faith. He had famine. He had challenges. He had people come against him. He had a war that he had to fight the enemies. And you look at Jacob. He had all kinds. He had a famine. Isaac had a famine. Isaac, the Bible says, when he was in the famine, God tells him, stay in the land and sow in the land. Which land did God ask him to stay and sow? It was among the Philistines. Can you imagine? Isaac had to sow in the land of the Philistines. And there God blessed him. Hallelujah. So wonderful. Just to think about how God blessed Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Then it talks about David by faith killed Goliath. And Moses by faith. He left the land of Egypt, the palace of the king, and how he went to live in the wilderness of the Midianites. And there God prepared him in the wilderness to be ready to stand up for God, to go back to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. You see, by faith, he left the pleasures of Egypt, the Bible says. His faith made him give up pleasures so that he could have a better possession. By faith, Jephthah and Baruch and all the great men and women of God. Some women, by faith, they got their dead back. And others, because of their faith, they gave up their people, the loved ones, for a better possession. Today, where is your faith and my faith? What does your faith and my faith do, make us do? You know, this day, I believe God... This very morning, even as we are worshiping God, the reason we choose to worship God today is because of our faith. So many people this morning may have decided not to tune in or they may have forgotten to worship God. But today, if you have tuned in and I have tuned in or maybe have been able to tune in is because our faith has been challenging us. Tune in, listen to the word of God, grow in the word of God. Now, when faith is there, there are some, it helps us possess things from God, but also faith takes us through circumstances where our faith will be tested by fire. And I want to say, I want to call this faith under fire. Now, fires are common in every nation. You've heard of bushfires. You've heard of small fires. You've heard of, you know, a, a small fire that is lit to cook the food. And yet you can have even the fires can get really big and it can become huge and massive forest fires. Today, my question to you is, what kind of fire are you going through? Have you prepared to go through? And what kind of fires may you go through 
in the coming days. I believe in my spirit. The church of the living God is preparing to go through some major fires in the coming days. I believe believers are going to go through major fires. And when people go through fires, one of the first questions people ask in their heart is why, Lord? Why me, Lord? Why do I have to go through this, Lord? What is going on in my life, Lord? And I want to tell you today, you know, there is a way you can prepare for the fire because to him who overcomes, I will give the crown of life, says the Lord. Today, God is calling you and me to prepare like a firefighter. If you and I can prepare like a firefighter, then there is something amazing. What is it about a firefighter that makes him stand out compared to everyone else? Every other person in life is not expecting a fire. Every other person in life is expecting everything to go smooth, everything to go okay, and everything to go normal. But a firefighter is trained every day of his life to be ready for a fire. What is a firefighting doing? He is expecting a fire. He is prepared for a fire. He is looking forward to a fire because he knows that is what every day of his training had prepared him to do. You see, the firefighter, when there's no fire, there's no big deal. They do small things. In fact, I remember in one nation, a friend of mine told me his daughter's uh, a ring had, had caught, uh, you know, had gotten stuck in his daughter's finger and they didn't know what to do about it at that time. They were passing by a fire station and they just thought, why not ask them to help? And they stepped in and the fire station had the tools to cut a small ring and to set them free. And I want you to know today that firefighters are often prepared for various different kinds of circumstances, small to big, they are ready for any kind of circumstance. If that is the case today, I want you to know today when the fire is small, it's easy to put it out fast. But when the fire is long and tiring, it can get difficult. Some firefighters may run out of supplies. Some people, when the fire is long and it gets really big, you can get burned and, and, and you can become unfit to keep fighting that fire. Some people, when the fire keeps going, they get discouraged in the fire and they wonder why and they begin to lose hope and they want to give up when the smallest amount of heat and difficulty come. But there are some firefighters and I want you to know God is calling you and me to be prepared like a firefighter. Some firefighters, they choose to hold the ground and they choose to say the people whose lives they want to save are more important than the lives, their own lives. And so they prepare in such a way. Faith is the element with which we hold on under the testing of the fires of our life. So what do you do when your faith is under fire? Because every Christian must be prepared to be a firefighter for his faith. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer for I've overcome the world. Is all the fire that comes to your life because of a problem that you have caused? No, that's not true. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, for the devil is like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. Many of the fires of our life is because the devil hates you and he hates your family 
And if he hates you and your family, and he's got an army of his devils wanting to try and destroy your life. Then you must become a firefighter for the Lord and for your own life, because great is going to be your reward in heaven. Now, in the book of Daniel, we see that there were three people, Daniel and his three friends, who had an amazingly difficult circumstance of their life. They were brought as slaves from Judah. They were wonderful people, but they were now in a fire. Imagine they were from the nobles of Judah. They were from good family, royal family maybe, from a, a very well-known family in Judah. But because Judah had walked away from God, the Bible says Daniel and his friends from the nobles of the family, they also now came to slavery. Some of the problems in our life happened because a nation in its totality walked away from God. And it's not everything. Everything does not happen because of you. Every circumstance of your life, all difficult things are not because of you. Many things happen in our life because we are living in a fallen world. And people, when they turn away from God, many times the effects of it comes to the whole family. For example, if the father of a home is an alcoholic or irresponsible, the whole family pays a price for the father's irresponsibility in the same way. When people all around the land, when they behave ungodly and walk away from God, there is a price the nation pays together. So what are some of the things Daniel and his friends, we can learn from their life? One of the first things I want you to know as a firefighter for your faith, you can learn from Daniel and his friends. Number one, expect fires. As a firefighter, one of the first things firefighters are trained to do is to keep their ears always open for that bell to go off. Expect fires. In this world, you'll have trouble. You know, when you are all expecting a fire, the fire does not take you by surprise because firefighters know that this is their job. This is what they're here for. You need to expect a fire. Hebrews 11, you see that they, all the great men and women of God, they had fires and they expected a fire. Now, when these great people of God expected a fire, there were things in their heart they'd already known. They knew that there are circumstances. They knew that there are things that can come that can really cause trouble. But yet be they were prepared in season and out of season. You know, when they went through a difficult circumstance, they knew they were slaves in a foreign land. They knew they were not in their inheritance of Israel. Because they were not in their inheritance of Israel, they were now expecting fires. They were trained. They were brought into this place and they were now in Daniel chapter 3. The Bible says they were brought into a place of service. It is at this time in Daniel and chapter 3, we see the Bible says that the king one day decides to make a, a, a statue, an image of gold. It was a huge image and Nebuchadnezzar the king sent word, assembled everybody and he tells them loudly, Every people, nation, everybody listen to this. I want you to know the moment you hear the sound of the horns, flute, lyre, trumpets and all these things, I want you to fall down and worship this idol. Imagine such a circumstance coming in your life. Well, I don't think it should be a surprise if it were to. I want you to know that God is calling you and me in any circumstance. The God you walk through in fair weather will be the same God who will walk with you in the fire. So when this happened, 
all the people in the land decided to go ahead and worship the idol that Nebuchadnezzar made. But Daniel's friends, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, what did they do? The Bible says that they decided in their heart, no matter what happens, they're not going to bow down and worship that idol. So when this happened in, in the land of Babylon, the Bible says Nebuchadnezzar got very angry and he said, pick those three people up and throw them in the fire. And he, he said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, they said, we don't even need to be thinking twice about giving you an answer about this. And look what Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego say. They say, if it be so, our God who we serve is able to deliver us from this fire. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not deliver us, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your idol of God or worship the golden image that you have set up. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they made a decision. They're not going to bow down before that God, that image of, of, of Babylon. He said, God is going to save us, but even if he does not, it really does not matter. Now that was preparing. They were expecting the fire. They were ready for it. And lo and behold, what happened? As they did it, the king got very angry. He said, increase the fire. And they threw them in the fire. And the Bible says, when they threw them in the fire, there was a fourth one, like the angel of God walking with them. So I want you to, number one, expect a fire. Number two, what do you need to do in the times of fire? Be adequately dressed to fight fires. A firefighter has a firefighter's uniform. He has the helmet on. He has his dress on and he's adequately prepared. Now, you know, so many people are not adequately prepared to, for a fire to come into their life. When, when David had to go and face Goliath, Saul asked him, would you like to take my armor? And David said, no, I don't think so. I don't want to take your armor because this is too heavy. I'm not used to it. Even the sword is too hard for me. I'm not used to all these things. But let me take what I'm used to, what I've prepared for. And he picked up his sling and he picked up five smooth stones. He picked up what he was adequately prepared with. And he went what he fought the lion and the bear with, where he saw God faithfully help him in those years. He used those armors. The Bible says be dressed for action. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 to 20. The Bible talks about every Christian. What does the Bible say? Therefore, the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God. Verse 11, that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. There is an armor of God God wants you to put on. What is this armor of God? When a fire breaks out, this is your firefighter's armor, his clothes. Number one, the Bible says, put the struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of wickedness in heavenly places. Since your battle is against the devil and not against man, he says, put on this whole armor, verse 13, that you may resist the devil in the evil day. First, stand firm, having girded your loins with truth. Put on the, the belt of truth, the Bible says, because God wants you to speak truth. Then it says, he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness, which means have a right standing with God. No matter what you do, have a right standing with God. Put your feet 
with the shoes of the gospel of peace, which means carry this gospel of peace, walk in it. In addition, take up the shield of faith with which you're able to extinguish the fiery darts of the devil. Remember, the devil is going to send, you know, arrows with fire on it. You will have fires. Put on the, the shield of faith that, that you, with which you can stand up against the works of the devil. And then the Bible says, not only the shield of faith, it says put on the helmet of salvation. Was it put on that helmet because your brain needs to be protected against every attack of the devil on your head. Put on the sh- helmet of salvation, which means walk in that salvation. And then it says, you know what? Take on the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Hallelujah. This is the whole armor. If you don't have this armor you're ready with, then you will not be ready to fight that fire. Put on the whole armor. Be dressed. Be adequately prepared. And if you are prepared, the Bible says, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness and the gospel of peace and the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth. If you put this, If with all this, you will be ready and prepared that when the fire comes, no fire can touch your life and you will be protected against every arrow, the devil, fiery arrow the devil throws at you. The third thing that a firefighter needs to do, knowing that in life fires are going to be part of his life, he trains to meet that fire. He learns about a fire, how fires behave, different kinds of fires different ways in which fires go and what it can do so that they can be adequately prepared to handle a fire. If he goes into a fire situation, how the, the toxic smoke can kill him, how the if he opens a door with fire behind it, the fire can come blazing out. He is adequately trained. He is sent through periods and seasons of training. So that when he sees a fire, he knows exactly what to do. Daniel and his friends They also went through adequate training in their life. The Bible says they walked with God in the early days before they went through the fire. In 2 Timothy 4.2, the Bible says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. God wants us to be ready at all times because in good seasons, we need to be ready for difficult seasons. Telling ourselves anytime the alarm can go off, the bell can go off. Am I prepared? Am I trained? The best way to be excellent at handling any situation is to train. As a doctor, there's something called code blue in our medical practice. What is code blue? When code blue is called, it means some patient in the ICU is sinking, is dying or is in serious condition. And there's a protocol for code blue. Uh, code blue. There's the first thing, the second thing, the third thing. And every all the doctors and the paramedics, they rush together and, and they know what they need to do step by step. In the same way, a firefighter also has his own, if you may, his own protocol in place. In Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 to 21, the Bible says when Daniel and his friends came, the king told them that they need to be given food from the king's kitchen. Daniel and his friends had walked with God. And so they said, we don't want to defile ourselves by eating this unclean food. So what we're going to do is we are going to take a stand and eat only vegetables. The overseer said, oh, I'm going to lose my life if the king knows that I didn't give you good food. Daniel said, test us for 10 days and see who will be more healthier, more smarter. And the Bible says after 10 days, the overseer saw that Daniel and his friends were healthier, fresher than any of the other people. 
And the Bible says God gave Daniel wisdom that in all kinds of wisdom that they were smarter and they were better than all the other people in the land. They trained in Judah to walk with God that when they came to Babylon, they had already walked with God. They had learned to walk with God that they did not find it difficult to walk with God. David had practiced and trained in the wilderness so that he could meet Goliath. The fourth thing you got to do as a firefighter is that you have to be adequately supplied with faith. Faith is like the water the firefighter uses to put out that fire. Sometimes the fires are long, but we need a lot of water. We need to have faith. Faith is like the water of God's word that God's put puts inside you of your life and, and different things that God equips you with. What do you do to adequately to prepare or be supplied. One of the first things you've got to do is that you've got to be supplied with prayer. Daniel chapter 9 and verse 3 says, Now I gave attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloths and ashes. What a wonderful testimony. The Bible says Daniel set apart time to pray. Three times a day he would open up the windows towards Jerusalem and he would pray. What an example. You know, he was a governor and then later on the prime minister of the land. And yet he found time to open his windows to pray. Some of us, we're so busy during the week. We don't have time to pray. We don't have time to hear from God. Nevertheless, Daniel found time to pray. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, the Bible says, Now when Daniel knew that the document was signed, he entered the house on his roof chamber and he opened the windows towards Jerusalem and he continued kneeling down three times a day and praying and giving thanks to God as he had previously been doing. It was his practice. So he was adequately supplied with faith. How? Number one, through prayer. He prayed. Jesus said, I prayed for you that your faith would not fail. Prayer supplies your faith. Secondly, he prepared adequately through fastings. Daniel chapter 10 and verse 3, the Bible says, I did not eat any tasty food, nor meat, nor wine, nor any other ointment at all until three weeks were completed. He was careful that he was adequately prepared through fastings. How do you prepare for your fires? Fast and pray regularly. Get a grip over what your flesh is asking. Your flesh is asking you to complain. Get a grip over it. Fast and pray. And then thirdly, what do you do? You fill yourself with the word of God. The word of God I've hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you, says the Lord, uh, the, the psalmist in Psalms, chapter uh, you know, 119. The Bible talks about the word of God. And I want you to hide the word, meditate the word, read the word, look up the references of God. What did that man of God do? What did this man of God do? What did that woman of God do? Look in the Bible constantly what these great people of God did. So when the fire came, how they handled it. In the famine, or in the fire. They, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah. Even though you walk through the fire. I will be with you. You go through the waters. It will not swallow you. The fires will not burn you. But what did they do? They prepared to walk through the fire. Fifthly what do you do as a firefighter? Very important. Stay close to a team. Daniel chapter 2. The Bible says. That all the wise men of, of Babylon. Were going to be killed. Why? Because the king had come out with an edict and he said, I want you to hear a dream 
And the Bible says, he told all his white men, tell me my dream and tell me the interpretation. All the wise men were shocked now and they didn't know what to do. And the king said, I know you all want to fool me. So I'm going to kill all of you. The news reached Daniel. When it reached Daniel, he told the, the chief of the army, he told him, give us some time. Let me go back and pray. And look what he did. He went back to his friends and prayed. Very important rule of firefighting. Don't try to be a superhero and try to handle your fires alone. Many fires in life I have come through because I have prayed with others and others prayed for me. I want you to know there are fires you can handle yourself, but there are other fires you need a team. You need a team to stand with you. And I want to thank God for this church and team and, and, and all the other ministries we're part of and the teams that have prayed for us. If we stand together today, it's because people prayed for us. What important rule of firefighting, don't be a superhero, be a team. I remember a few years ago when Germany uh, won the World Football World Cup. I, 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 you know, other teams of the world had great players. I saw this interesting poster that said like this. Brazil had Neymar, Argentina had Messi, and then said Portugal had Ronaldo, but Germany had a team. That was the year Germany played as a team and they easily beat all these superheroes that were in these different teams. You can be a superhero, but if you're lonely and alone and you're away from fellowship, the devil can destroy you. Remember, the banana that is the first one to leave the bunch is the first one to be eaten. Don't stay away from the family of God. Stay in fellowship. Don't leave your friends. Work with a team. Sixthly, the Bible says, what do you do in times of fire? In times of fire, be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. The Bible says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Daniel chapter 5 and verse 12, the Bible says, this was because Daniel had an extraordinary spirit, knowledge, and insight, interpretation of dreams, explanations of visions and enigmas, solving difficult problems was found in Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Let Daniel now be summoned and be declared the interpretation. You know, this was a situation in Daniel chapter 5 where they, they needed an interpretation of a finger that had written some writings on a wall. I want you to know today, in many places, there are white writings on the wall and the writings on the wall are clear that there are going to be difficult times. Signs are clear. There's not, it's not going to be easy. It is at that time God is looking for people that have an extraordinary spirit, full of the spirit. God is going to use you to solve the problems of people in because you carry an extraordinary spirit. One of the things about a firefighter is that he must be filled with the spirit of wisdom. You, if you want to be fighting those fires, be filled with the spirit of wisdom. You know, the Bible says in Matthew's Gospel 25, there were five foolish virgins and five wise virgins. The wise ones kept extra oil while they were waiting for the return of the king. The foolish ones, they did not keep the oil. Why? Because they thought, oh, there is time. I'll prepare. It's okay. Nothing's going to happen. And the Bible says the bridegroom came an hour they were not expecting. Your fires will come at an hour you're not expecting. And I pray you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. That you will tell the Lord, Lord, come on, Lord. We can handle this. Let's take care of this. And I want you to know the Spirit of God will be upon you. Fill you and use you. 
and you will be ready for that fire. That is why in Acts in chapter 4, when the disciples were persecuted and they were put in jail and then they sent away. In Acts 4, the disciples got together and prayed and they said, Lord, you have heard their threats, how they're telling the church not to preach the gospel. But today we choose to fear God and not to fear man. And they said, Lord, give us boldness that we will preach the gospel boldly and you extend your hand and you confirm the preaching of the gospel with signs, miracles and wonders. And I believe those days are coming again. God is going to confirm the preaching of the gospel with signs, miracles and wonders. So be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. The seventh thing you have to do as a firefighter ready for the fires that come against your faith is that you need to hear from God regularly. It is so powerful to receive a word from the Lord. When you receive a word from the Lord, then fear doesn't grip you. Many people are gripped by fear when they're not expecting something. When you expect something, you, you heard from God. God tells you this many times in my life. God has told me things before they happen. And I've known in my heart there are circumstances, there are things that happen. And the devil wants to come and try to destroy you. But when you've heard from God and a word from God comes, you know that through God, you can handle this fire. It is so important to hear from God. It is so important. So even as a firefighter, they constantly hearing orders and directions from their superiors. You must be ready and willing. Listen to your pastors. Listen to your leaders. Listen to the Bible tells the people in the word of God. The New Testament says, listen to the pastors, the shepherds whom God has placed above you so that you will be in fellowship. You'll be listening to the word of God. You will be built adequately. You'll be hearing the voice of God. So when a fire comes, you'll be adequately prepared for that fire. Eighthly, stay faithful even when you are promoted. You know, many people like Daniel was promoted. In their life, they got promoted. They get promoted and they suddenly begin to see God use them and they begin to see God exalt them. One of the things I've learned about Daniel and his friends is that if you are not prepared when you're down the ladder, what you compromise at the bottom will conquer you at the top. What you compromise at the bottom will conquer you when you get to the top. I want you to know in your life and my life, God wants to exalt us and God wants to lift us. And that is why it is so important for you and me to be prepared that we do not compromise our walk with God. Comprom we start with small things. Compromise our time with God, compromise our prayer life, compromise fellowship, compromise the intercession, compromise listening to God's word. Because we're so busy, we're so busy, oh, I don't have time. What you compromise at the bottom will conquer you at the top. So what did Daniel do? Daniel chapter 6 and verse 3, the Bible says that Daniel began to distinguish himself among his commissioners and all the other leaders as he possessed an extraordinary spirit and the king planned to appoint him over the entire kingdom. When he became ruler over all the kingdom, those are the times the challenges got harder. When he came to the top, this is where he had his extraordinary difficult challenges. You, do, you got to be prepared that when you reach the top, you do not become corrupt. You do not become, you do not negotiate the boundaries. 
You do not become someone that God can't trust. God trusted Joseph when he went on the top. God trusted Daniel when he went on the top. God trusted Moses when he went on the top. God wants to trust you when you get promoted. Number nine, what God wants you to do as you are being exalted, as you are being lifted up on this journey of serving God, God wants you to believe God for a miracle in the midst of your fire. Our God is a miracle working God and we are a miracle believing people. Hallelujah. I have seen many miracles in my life. I've seen how God, when my son Joshua was born, we needed a miracle. He was so sick that he could be hurt and damaged for life or die. But God was a God of miracles. Even today, we know that the same God who did miracles at that time, God stretched his hand out and touched Joshua, my son, and healed him right over there and brought him out of that fire. I have seen miracle after miracle after miracle in my life. I want you to know in your life, God will be a miracle working God. If that's the case, I want you to know that God, you have to expect God for a miracle. Daniel chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. The Bible says that if it be so, God whom we serve is able to deliver us. You remember Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and they said, throw us in the fire. That's okay. God is able to save us. Even if he doesn't, it's okay. We're going to die. But we want you to know we're declaring a miracle. It is time for firefighters to believe God for miracles. Many firefighters, they have gone into fire situations. They know they would never come out unless it had been for a miracle. There are fires that I've gone into. I know I wouldn't be able to come out unless it was for a miracle. And there are fires you've gone through unless the Lord has been on our side. The psalmist said, unless the Lord had been on my side. Let Israel say, unless the Lord had been on our side, we would never have been able to come out of that circumstance. And I want you to know the God that watcheth over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. He watched over Daniel's friends. But in Daniel in chapter 6, he also watched over Daniel. The Bible says when he was thrown into the lion's den, at that time, he expected a miracle. And when he was in that lion's den, the lions sat there as lambs. Do you know a God who can turn lions into lambs? I am praying right now in your life. If there are people that are going through fires, God will turn your lions into lambs right now. Peace be still. The storm that you're going through right now. If you need a miracle, I pray the miracle of God. If you need a healing, I pray the healing of God to come upon your life. If you need mighty deliverance from the work of the devil, I pray and mighty deliverance will happen in your life. Because our God is a God of miracles. The lamb, lions sat like lambs in the presence of Daniel. And, they, and the Bible says Nebuchadnezzar sent his people and they brought Daniel out. And he threw his enemies of Daniel into that lion's den. And the lions pounced on them and killed them. Finally, number 10, the final thing about being ready as a firefighter to handle the fires that come against your faith is be ready to live for Jesus and be ready to die for Jesus. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, the Bible says about these great men and women of faith, so many of them, they had, the Bible says, even Abraham, 
Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed that God was able to bring Isaac back from the dead. There were people whom God, the Bible says that some of them got their loved ones from the dead and the others waited for a better resurrection. And I want you to know that you, you may be someone who may get your miracle or you may be someone who might say, I'm ready for a better resurrection. Whether I live or whether I die, may the name of the Lord be glorified. If I die, I die, Esther said. If I die, I die. But I'm going to go into the presence of the king and I'm going to ask him for a miracle. And today I want you to know the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. If you and I, if we die, we die. But our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we ask or imagine. And so put your faith in him. Bible says in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, that the same God who sent an angel who closed the mouth of the lion that was in with Daniel, in the, in the lion's den, that same God will do a miracle for you. Daniel eleven thirty-two 32 says, by smooth words, he will turn to godlessness those who act wickedly against the covenant. But the people who know their God will display strength and take action. In another translation says, though they know their God, shall be strong and do mighty exploits for God. It is my prayer that as you know God, you will be strong and you will do mighty exploits for God. So God bless you as you prepare at this time to do great and mighty exploits for God. Daniel chapter 12 was 1, 2 and 3. The Bible says, now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands God over the sons of your people will arise in the last days. And there will be a time of distress such as never occurred since there was a nation until that time. And at that time, your people, everyone who's found written in the book will be rescued. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake. Those to everlasting life, but the others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. Those who are against the king of glory will rise to contempt and eternal damnation. But those of you love God to everlasting joy. And those who have insight will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of the heavens. And those who lead many to righteousness, you will shine as the stars forever and ever. So lead people to righteousness. Walk in the faith of God. You will shine eternally as the stars in the heaven. Be a firefighter. Be a mighty man of faith and a woman of faith. God bless you. May he keep you and use you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.